Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Strappolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. WhatsApp announced that users in Brazil are now able to send and receive money in the app using Facebook Pay. Transactions will require a PIN or biometric authentication with no commission fees for consumers. Businesses will pay a 3.99% processing fee to receive payments. Users link their WhatsApp account with a Visa, MasterCard, or debit card, and local partners at launch include Banco do Brasil, Nubank, and Secreti. Facebook did not announce future plans to roll out the feature to WhatsApp in other countries, only committing to continue rolling out Facebook Pay on Facebook. GitHub CEO Nat Friedman announced that the code hosting service would switch from using the word master to main to denote the main branch of a repository. The move comes as other projects also work to remove terms from code libraries with either ties to slavery or racially loaded terms. The Android open source project, the Go programming language, Grammarly, and the curl download utility are among those who have all changed whitelist and blacklist usage to allow list and blocklist. And LinkedIn developer Gabriel Casapo said on Twitter he's working to update Microsoft's internal software libraries to make similar changes. The Drupal CMS project was one of the earlier adopters of this language, having changed master and slave terminology with primary replica in 2014. The European Commission opened two antitrust investigations into Apple's App Store and Apple Pay practices on Tuesday. One will follow up on complaints by Spotify and Rakuten into whether Apple has broken EU competition rules with its 30% cut on subscriptions and sales of ebooks through the App Store. The Commission will also look into whether or not Apple Pay violates EU competition rules by limiting NFC functionality on iPhones and Apple Watches so that financial service providers can't offer NFC inside their own apps. Amazon told Politico that Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos is willing to testify before the U.S. House Judiciary Committee on the issue of antitrust. Amazon sent a letter to the House Committee on Sunday. Antitrust hearings are scheduled for July. According to letters seen by Axios, the U.S. House Judiciary Committee contacted Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, and Facebook to seek voluntary testimony from their CEOs and documents as part of its larger probe into big tech competitive concerns. These letters also suggest that subpoenas would be used to produce documents and testimony if not offered voluntarily. Germany asked citizens to download its new contact tracing app to help stop the spread of COVID-19. The Corona Warn app uses the Exposure Notification API from Google and Apple and is now available on Android and iOS, using Bluetooth to measure close contacts between people and issues a warning to applicable parties if someone tests positive for COVID-19. Meanwhile, the BBC reports that, according to sources, the UK's National Health Service has decided to cancel its current centralized coronavirus tracing app and will shift to a model that uses the Exposure Notification API. The agency has been testing both models, with a centralized model providing more accurate distances between users, but doing a worse job at detecting iPhones. The Exposure Notification API offered weaker distance calculation, but much better device recognition. Facebook has added an option for U.S. users to turn off political advertising, which will roll out over the next few weeks. The option will pop up when a user sees political, electoral, and social issue ads. The option will come to other countries in the autumn. Facebook also announced a voting information center for the U.S. with information on registration, requesting mail-in ballots, deadlines, and other voting-related information. Facebook took down ads run by U.S. President Trump's re-election campaign for breaching its policies on hate. The ads featured an upside-down triangle, which was used by Nazi Germany to classify political prisoners in concentration camps. In a statement to CNN, Facebook said, We removed these posts and ads for violating our policy against organized hate. 
Our policy prohibits using a banned hate group symbol to identify political prisoners without the context that condemns or discusses the symbol. A group of U.S. senators introduced a proposal to limit the safe harbor protections of Section 230, which shields companies from being liable for user content if they attempt to moderate it. Under the proposal, companies would be required to enforce their terms of service without discrimination or lose their immunity from lawsuits. The provision would only apply to services with more than 30 million U.S. monthly users and more than $1.5 billion in global revenue. The U.S. Department of Justice is also working on guidelines that emphasize Section 230 does not shield companies from liability for facilitating federal crimes like child exploitation. Apple told Basecamp it will not approve the second version of its new email service, Hey, unless Hey adds Apple's in-app payment service, which takes a 30% cut. Hey costs $99 a year, but only offers that subscription on its website. Apple allowed so-called reader apps like Kindle and Netflix to let subscribers log into iOS without Apple payments, but only if there's no reference to the subscription option anywhere in the app. Throt.com says Hey mentions in the app that subscriptions are available on its website. Apple told Protocol it should not have approved Hey in the first place because it's not a reader app, though The Verge notes that other subscription email apps like Newton are available without Apple's in-app purchase. T-Mobile posted an explanation of why its service went down for most of Monday in the U.S. A leased fiber circuit from a third party in the southeast failed. T-Mobile's redundancy for that failed circuit also failed, causing an overload which resulted in an IP traffic storm that created capacity issues across T-Mobile's voice over LTE core network. T-Mobile's president of technology, Neville Ray, apologized in a blog post and said permanent additional safeguards have been added. In a regulatory filing, DISH disclosed it will close on the acquisition of Boost Mobile on July 1st. Terms of the deal were not discussed, but was estimated to be worth about $1.4 billion. As part of its acquisition of Sprint, T-Mobile was required to sell Boost Mobile and provide seven years of network access to DISH in order to create a fourth national carrier. And finally, France's Constitutional Council deemed a law governing illicit content online as unconstitutional. The law said that illicit content, which would be any content considered to be an offense or a crime in the offline world, must be removed from online platforms within 24 hours of being flagged, with penalties incurred for each failure to do so. The court ruled that the time window would make it difficult for platforms to rule on illicit content, which could see platforms censoring content too quickly, infringing on freedom of speech. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. You can find show notes there and links to all these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.